Relying on someone who doesn't know you or your situation to give you specific financial advice is just plain dumb. That's why everything said on this show is just helpful information. If you want specifics, give us a call. All opinions expressed here are ours. GenWealth Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIPC. Coming up on today's Get Ready for the Future show, the five big challenges to retirement planning. They can all be major mental roadblocks. Which one is holding you back? And how can you get past it to plan better for your financial future? Arkansas's largest, longest-running financial talk show starts now. This is the Get Ready for the Future show. And we welcome you into another edition of the Get Ready for the Future show. All across Arkansas, settle in for another hour of talk about your finances, your money, and your retirement. My name is Scott Inman. Glad to have you along. The GenWealth team is assembled today. Troy Johnson is my wingman to the left. Good morning. How are you, sir? Doing good. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Troy operates primarily out of our Bryant office. To my right, John Shrewsbury. And to his right, Janet Walker. You guys work primarily out of the Bryant office, too, but you're everywhere. Let's face it. Well, we are uh, lots of places. Yes, you are. <laughs> lots of places. We have uh, offices in Little Rock, El Dorado, Hot Springs, and Bryant, Arkansas. So there is a Genwell Financial Advisor near you if you are hearing my voice today and our signal broadcasting almost all across the entire state these days. And today we're talking about the five big challenges to retirement planning. You know, and I looked over these when I was studying them, getting ready for the show today, John. I, I put that in the intro that they, they really tend to be major mental roadblocks more than anything. Well, I think that almost anything that you're trying to accomplish, you have to win two games. You have to win the the physical game and you have to win the mental game. You think about a football game, it's physical and it's mental. You think about uh, trying to accomplish something. I know when I was building our house, it was a, it was a, uh, you know, obviously physical because you have to actually put the boards in place and all that type of thing. But it was also conceptually, how do we design this? How, you know, what do you have to think about, uh, in terms of how you want that house designed. And I think it's the same way with retirement. You've got to win the battle in your mind before you can actually win the physical battle. So we're going to jump right in because we have five challenges to talk about. The big challenges to retirement planning, and we think we're going to dwell on them for a while and talk to them, talk to you about them. And and one of these I'm confident is going to resonate with you listening today, that maybe that's been a hurdle for you. Maybe it's something that you just can't get past. Maybe we can help you in today's show get past that roadblock, get past that challenge, and maybe on to doing something about planning for your future. So number one, the challenge, top of our list, and these are no in no particular order, but we're going with this one first today. I don't know what my retirement plan is supposed to accomplish. And I think that's a great word, accomplish, because, you know, I think when you talk about conceptually, everybody thinks about maybe vaguely or, or generally what their retirement is going to look like, what they want it to look like. But when it comes to planning, they're not exactly sure what it is we're putting down on that plan. You're absolutely right. Troy, when when people come in, we have to kind of coach them in the right direction about the fact that it's not about wealth, it's about income. Right. So that's the first thing we want to do is figure out how much income do you think you're going to need in retirement? And then what do we need to do between now and retirement to build up your assets to be able to help you achieve that income goal? And I would say if it's something that you're having trouble envisioning, it it may help you to even look at a sample plan, which we have available for you to see in our meeting rooms. You know, one of the things that that I think about often is is one of the challenges for our uh, new investors and people who are new to planning for retirement is people aren't used to planning for hardly anything anymore. Um, What You know, whatever it is, they're not used to saying, all right, this is where I want to be. What are the steps that I need to do to get there? How do I accomplish? that. And I feel like that's a that's a time that has not completely left us, but it is kind of a time that has come and gone in our society. And so when you see the benefit of it, when you see the end result, even if it's in a sample, then you go, okay, how do I do that? What do I need to do to make that happen? Well, let's face it, it is hard to develop a plan without a goal. And one of the first things that you will be confronted with when you come see us at GenWealth is the question of, 
what does your income need to look like? Right. And and we get a lot of blank stares sometimes and going, I haven't really thought about that. And, you know, it is, if you stop and think about it, what you're really doing is you're replacing a paycheck when you retire and, and try to conduct retirement income planning. You're trying to strategize, how am I going to replace the paycheck that I get from my job with a paycheck that comes from the money and the resources that I've been able to assemble and accumulate throughout my lifetime. So you have to have that goal. You have to have an understanding of what it costs you to live on a monthly basis. And once you have that, then you can roll from there. So let's talk about what it might cost you to live on a monthly basis. And don't think of it in a dollar amount necessarily for right now. You're going to need to get to that point. But let's talk about one of the things that John likes to call a rule of of dumb rather than a rule of thumb, a lot of people will say that you need 70 to 90 percent of your current working income in order to make it in retirement. We would disagree with that. So let's think percentages first. Is it okay if next month you come home with 10 to 30 percent less money just because you're not driving back and forth to work? For most people, that's not going to be okay. So how much of your income do you actually need? Get down to an actual dollar amount. Don't use the percentage rules of thumb. Do you still have a mortgage payment when you're in retirement? What is that going to look like? What do you need to prepare for? I, I was going to say that, uh, Troy, it really boils down to obligations and desires. Right. Yeah. So, of course, anytime we do our planning, and y'all have heard us talk about this many times, we want to make sure that your your required income is met on some sort of guaranteed basis, whether that's through Social Security or a pension. And, of course, your desired income, so the kind of fun money that you want to have in retirement, you need to have savings above and beyond those guaranteed sources to provide for that income. So I want to go back to something Janet said. When you talk about this rule of dumb of 70 to 90 percent, and if you go into retirement taking less than 100 percent, you know, some of your expenses are going to disappear, certainly, right. if, you, if you go into retirement without a mortgage. That's one thing to, to balance the scales on. But if you've ever had a staycation, if you've ever been off for a week and stayed at home, and all of a sudden you didn't put in 40 hours, 50 hours at the mm-hmm. office, and now you have all this time on your hands, yeah, did you spend more money than you would have if you were just going to work all week? A lot of people do. And I was yeah. even just thinking about gas money. I am blessed to live fairly close to where, where I work most days anyway. And so I don't have a whole lot of spending on gas. But if I'm off, man, that gas bill goes up because <laughs> yeah. I'm driving places, you yeah. know? Well, you guys have talked a little bit about the idea of planning to have less money than, than you were uh, bringing in when you worked. But think about this. Is it prudent? to have a possibility of 20 or 30% that you might actually run out of money in retirement. You know, one of the things that that is kind of popular in our industry are these things called Monte Carlo simulations. Now, we don't use these at GenWealth, but but when you th- kind of think about it, Monte Carlo reminds me of gambling. And, and so... <laughs> reminds me of an old car. Yeah, me you too. Know, like, well, you know, in but, either case, it's not real cool. Yeah, <laughs> I, either case, uh, you, you probably are, are at a loss at, at any rate. But if you think about the risk of running out of money... If somebody said, well, Scott, you've got a a 20% or 30% chance of running out of money in retirement, how would that make you feel about your confidence level going into retirement? Unsettled, to say the least. Yeah. Yeah. And and so when you take a systematic withdrawal approach uh, to pulling money out of your 401k plan and hoping that it lasts as long as you do, then you are actually buying into that probability of 20, 30%, depending on how you're invested, that you could run out of money before you run out of time. So when you think about that, That's our first place we're jumping off today. Challenge number one of the five big challenges to retirement planning. I don't know what my retirement plan is supposed to accomplish. We've talked a little bit about income versus assets. They work hand in hand, but we have to look at the income problem in retirement and develop an income plan. We'll talk a little bit more about that as we get started on today's show. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Don't touch that dial. Straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money is right around the corner. The Get Ready for the Future show returns after this.
Life can be so busy, it's hard to even picture retirement. That's why you need somebody you can trust who will paint that picture and help turn dreams into reality. Plan, personalize, and protect your future with the team at GenWealth. Call 877-341-7355 to schedule an appointment. Now, back to the Get Ready for the Future show. Investments and economics move at the speed of light. And we've got the latest information you need to know to stay ahead of the game. From GenWealth Financial Advisors, it's the fastest four minutes in investing. Talking small caps, small cap stocks, more specifically, in today's fastest four minutes in investing. And and John, when you look at the overall market, it's been a, it's been a bumpy ride for 2018. There's no question more volatility return compared to the, a year ago in 2017. Yep. The overall market's not significantly up year to date, but there is the 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 small caps have been outperforming the the overall market. And when we talk about small caps, we should probably tee it up by giving you a definition loosely. The definition is a market capitalization of a company, which is total shares in uh, available uh, for purchase or for sale of three hundred million to about $2 billion. That's cons- so, so small companies are still pretty large, Yes, uh, but they are considered small cap. And let's take a look at how they've been doing. Yeah. So the question is, can all this continue? And obviously, you know, nothing lasts forever, but there is some indication that small caps are continuing to have their day in 2018. Scott, one of the factors is a technical factor. And There are a lot of technical factors that our team at LPL Research takes a look at. And one of those is actually the contrarian view on the flow of money. There's actually been some outflows from small cap stocks. And so the contrarian view is, is, hey, that's an opportunity for us to go in and actually buy. So technical factors are one area that we really do think are signaling a positive for small cap stocks. All right. So we'll take a look at the other two. So we talked about three factors and one of them is technicals. The other one, when we get into taxes and tariffs, you know, tariffs, the trade war talk, that's been a lot uh, of domination as far as the headlines go and how uh, U.S. companies are going to respond to that from stock prices. But there may be an advantage there when it comes to small caps as well. Well, absolutely. And first, you have to think about small cap stocks being big beneficiaries of tax reform. Now, on the tariff front, uh, small caps in general get about 20% of their revenue from overseas companies, as opposed to large cap companies that get about 40% of their revenue from overseas. So the impact of tariffs, not good on either of them, but obviously less of an impact on small caps than large caps. So taxes more beneficial for small caps and tariffs likely less detrimental to small caps as opposed to larger companies. Right. And the final key factor here that that we believe there may be some opportunity moving forward in the next six months in, in small cap stocks is the position of the U.S. dollar. Absolutely. The U.S. dollar, uh, if it continues to strengthen, the U.S. dollar will be favorable to small caps. When the dollar strengthens, small caps tend to outperform their larger brethren. And research believes that there is room for the U.S. dollar to move higher, Scott. And so as that U.S. dollar moves higher, that could be good news for the small cap companies. Now, a couple of things we should point out. We have about a minute left as we talk about this market outlook and possible favorability looking at opportunities in small cap stocks is if you're going to think about getting into small cap investments, you're going to have to be prepared for that maybe increase in volatility. There is a lot more volatility in small cap stocks than large cap stocks. That is a very traditional thing as far as the market is concerned. But you also have to think about that nothing we say on this show or on this segment really is an indication that you should go all in on anything. Small cap stocks could be overweighted in your portfolio as compared to what the benchmark might be of a well-diversified portfolio. Some some opportunity there, Scott. But just like everything, everything in moderation is probably going to work out best for you when looking at small cap stocks. It requires an analysis with a financial advisor for sure. And a Gen Wealth advisor would love to do that for you. 501-653-7355 is the number to call. And that is it for the Fastest Four. You're listening to the Get Ready for the Future show. More where that came from after the break. 
Now back to the Get Ready for the Future show from the Gen Wealth Radio Network Studios. If you'd like to reach out to a Gen Wealth Financial Advisor, the phone number is right here, 501-653-7355. Again, it's 501-653-7355. That's the main office number. It will get you in touch with Anna Olive. She is our client introductory specialist, and she'll talk about uh, some things on the phone that gives her a better idea of who to pair you with, who to sit you down with, whether that's based on geography. As we mentioned in the open of the show today, we have offices in Little Rock, El Dorado, Hot Springs, and Bryant. Or if it's just uh, she finds an, an advisor that she knows here on our team that would be better suited for your needs and to sit down with you and to discuss uh, reaching your retirement goals, she'll set you up with an advisor and uh, it takes a couple of hours. And it's a complimentary first appointment. Costs you nothing to sit down and have that initial conversation with an advisor. As we talk about today on the show, the five big challenges to retirement planning. Our first challenge was I don't know what my retirement plan is supposed to accomplish. And we talked in the first segment about how that discussion should center around building an income plan. It's less about assets and more about income and then going back to the assets to make that income plan work. As we hit the break and we were talking about this, it dawned on me that we should address maybe the three groups of people who may be listening today when we say it's about income. It's an income plan. And because I know because I've had just within the last week, people tell me that they listen to the program quite frequently, that they can fall into at least three groups. Sure. Because these people did who told me they were listening to the show. And I know that if you're in, I mean, I'm 45 years old. If you're somewhere in my uh, age range in your 30s into your 40s, it may be a very moving target to try to determine what your income in retirement is going to be, both needs and desires. And that's okay. I think it's still worth sitting down with a financial advisor to settle on some savings rates, some accumulations, uh, to try to get your assets to a level that can provide you an income that may at this time be based on 70 or 90% of your current income or 100% of your current income. The great thing about it here is, is you could start at 100%, guys, and, and have a lot of time to do something about it. Yeah, you, that time is very valuable. You know, you've got some time, you've got some leeway, and it's not about nailing down an exact income number, but Janet, a lot of times it's about putting the pedal to the metal and just getting it after the process. It is. And, and the other factor to consider going back to that uh, point about whether it's 100% or whatever, frankly, don't forget to factor in inflation because at some point you're going to need 120% of what you currently bring home just because prices are going to go up. And again, it goes back to thinking about what you need right now, but then on paper, on purpose, planning for what you're going to need in the future. Yeah, part of that is going to be if you're younger and starting to accumulate for retirement is is putting yourself together a good budget also. Yeah. Sit down with your spouse if you're married and decide, you know, where does all the money each month need to be going? And that will tell you how much extra you could be putting towards your retirement savings. You need some disposable income if you're going to put some money away for retirement. Right. That's for sure. Troy, I know even before you came here, you, you worked in a job that was commission-based. And there are a lot of people out there that have commission-based income. And I, I would say you know, after you hit that threshold of what your family has to have every month, just, you know, to make ends meet, you put some towards savings and then above and beyond that, if you don't need it to live on, and we've already gone through that, that money's already been handled, then you can just sock money away month after month after month to take care of your future. And that's how people get to the point where they can retire early is right. paying attention to it early in life. So, the other thing we can do at Gen Wealth is to take a look at your 401k and see how you're invested because that's a big part of it as well, is making sure you're invested to properly to have the chance to reach your goals later in life in retirement. Now, the other point I would try to make too here is for pre-retirement clients. We know a lot of people listening are in their late 50s, maybe even early 60s, and they are on the cusp of walking away from their job and walking into retirement. We call it the retirement red zone. So how does an income plan fit into that. You may know what your income needs and desires are. You may have been listening today and go, yeah, I, I've got a pretty good idea what that needs to be. But now it's time to build a plan and position your assets, John, in a way to provide that income in retirement. And particularly with the, as we've talked about 
recently on the show, the perfect storm that could be brewing. Yeah, the the big issue as a pre-retiree, and if you're, let's say, five to 10 years out from retirement, this is an issue that is staring you square in the face, whether you know it or not. And that is what happens in the market over the next two, three, four, five years is likely going to dictate, A, whether you can retire, and B, in what style that you can retire in. And so, you know, you've got to do some things before you get to retirement. Uh, Janet, we see people all the time come into the office three weeks before they're retiring and go, okay, I'm ready to retire. Yeah, we can help you, but what if you'd had a different set of circumstances? What if you'd had that perfect storm that Scott referred to of rising interest rates and a falling stock market that that could be in in the offing before too long? How are you going to deal with that? If all of a sudden the assets that you have to retire on are 20 or 30% less, will you still be able to retire? Frankly, I think people are walking blindly toward retirement right now because if you have not taken the time to address this, I want you to just think about where we are in the markets. The, The low point after 2008 was in March of 2009. So we are now over nine years into a bull market. And, you know, there's something really, really fancy here that takes, that happens. Bulls and bears take turns. That's just, it's so complicated, you know, to understand that, but that this is what happens. Go back to kindergarten, you had to take turn, bulls and bears do the same thing. That's what's going to happen. We don't know how much, we don't know when, but it will happen. So think about where you are in your approach to retirement. How long do you have? Whether it happens before retirement or early in retirement, that impact can be significant on your future ability to withdraw income. You have to plan for it. John's still sitting over here smirking about my taking turns with the bulls well, and bears. I, I am too. I'm thinking when you mentioned the kindergarten reference, I'm thinking I, I have this vision of a bull playing hopscotch and a bear waiting behind him to go next. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it's what it my is. Turn. Yes, that's right. It's yeah. my turn. Actually, I had a different analogy. I know our, <laughs> our our long-term listeners of the Get Ready for the Future show are likely to be sitting there today going, you guys say the same thing all the time. And it's like the old preacher that, that you know, the guy came up to him and said, you know, preacher, you use that same message all the time. And the preacher said, well, if you'd quit behaving that way, I'd change my message. Yeah, you, know? you start listening to this sermon, I'll give yeah. you a different one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and so I think that, that sometimes people get the... Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. I, I got it. But the, you don't really have it because your behavior hasn't changed. So what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Yeah. That's the question. That is the question. All right. So a final group too, maybe you're in retirement and, and you're going, well, I'm, I'm already in retirement. Is it too late for me to build an income plan? Well, let me ask you this. If you have assets and you sit around frightened to use them because you don't really have an income plan, then yeah. I think, Troy, it's useful to have an income plan. Yeah, and a lot of people have a you know a, a pile of money or they have their assets and they have no idea what that means as far as income. Right. So getting it on paper and on purpose, like Janet said a minute ago, that can really give you a lot of peace of mind, especially if you're already in retirement and you don't know what to do with those assets that you've accumulated. Taking the first step to putting together a retirement income plan uniquely created for you is by calling this number. Just call this number, 501-653-7355. Again, it's 501-653-7355. You can call it now and leave a voicemail uh, on a Saturday, or you can call when the office is open on Monday, and we'll get you in touch uh, with a financial advisor here at GenWealth. Scott, I think it's important to to for people to understand that we're not just saying, you know, oh, just come bring your money to us and, and we'll we'll invest it just like everybody else. At GenWealth, there's a process. It is called the GenWealth Ready to Retire process. And we have a whole system in place for actually getting people ready for retirement. Part of that system is the expertise that we look for uh, from our partners at LPL Research. Uh, our research team is in touch with us on a regular basis, talking about the economy, talking about the markets. Of course, Ryan Dietrich appears on our radio show on a monthly basis. Ryan Dietrich is the chief market strategist for LPL. And when you think about having a 60 or 70 person research team, that their whole job is looking after our clients' money and the clients of other LPL associates across the country, they it is a, a unique time situation where we 
are able to leverage that kind of expertise and then apply that to your retirement plan. So this ready to retire process is something that that we've created at GenWealth that puts, as we said earlier, your retirement planning on paper on purpose that you can look at each year of your retirement and have a projection on what your income is going to look like, not just a general projection, but a very specific projection of where that income is coming from, what sources it's coming from, how secure that income might be, all of those things are put together in your financial plan that we put together here at GenWealth Financial Advisors. So that first challenge of the five big challenges to retirement planning, I don't know what my retirement plan is supposed to accomplish. I hope we've shed some light on that for you, but maybe as you get ready to think about the next step, maybe you're burdened by challenge number two. Retirement planning is intimidating and I don't think I can do it. You know, John, there's no question about it. You're going to have to take a few steps gather some documents. But I think even the other part about this too, and you'll find this sometimes too in client meetings, is that it can be difficult and it can sometimes be complicated to talk about uh, investments. It can be difficult to talk about mortality and to think about you know when when is the end of my life going to come because we're going to have to project that out when we build a retirement income plan. And maybe even the thought might cross your mind of, well, I don't know that I can even deal with spending less, so I'm just going to keep on working. Well, let me just say it this way. Flying an airplane is difficult. That's why I don't try to do it. Yeah. But I, I certainly count on people who know how to do it yeah. to take me where I want to go. I don't just stay at home or drive because I don't know how to fly an airplane. It, you know, you you obviously have got to depend on other folks, and that's the the value that we bring to the table at GenWealth is it's much like an an airline pilot, Troy, where you're actually you know going on board and allowing them to take your life in your hands to to get you where you want to go. Yeah, when you said that, it just made me uh, remember. You know, I just got engaged this past week. So me and Jordan sat down this past weekend, or actually, I guess it was Fourth of July when we were off work, and we started trying to put a plan together for this wedding and and it was like we couldn't even uh, it was so hard to focus on that and finally that's what i said i was like we're gonna have to have somebody help us plan this thing because i don't even know where to begin with this let me encourage you on something having been through this when when we sit with clients and do retirement <laughs> do have planning, time for this yeah. we, we always want the couple in the room but when you're planning a wedding, it's okay. Just leave. Just let her do it. Just let her do it. I, I, the wedding is hers. I yes. offered that also. <laughs> I would be happy. We got to take a break. We'll be back with more of the Get Ready for the Future show right after this. Monday warrior, mean, mean strike. Today's Tom Sawyer, mean, mean pride. Join us for one of our live events in your area. Go to getreadyforthefuture.com slash events for a calendar. More of the Get Ready for the Future show after this. More straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money coming at you. We're back with the Get Ready for the Future show. If you're wondering what's going to happen the rest of 2018 in the markets, in the economy, what's the outlook? Where are the opportunities for investors for the next six months? I want to invite you to write down this date, July 26th, and the time is 6.30, the location, the Crown Plaza in Little Rock. What's happening there is our next Gen Wealth Academy workshop. It is the mid-year market outlook. It's absolutely free to attend. Just go to getreadyforthefuture.com to sign up and register. Dinner will be provided. It takes about an hour and a half of your time, and we'll be presenting the mid-year market outlook uh, brought to you from our friends at LPL Research. They provide uh, the data and all of the research that we'll be talking about what's coming up in the economy over the next six months to finish out 2018. Hope you'll join us July 26, 630 at the Crown Plaza. Talking today about the five big challenges to retirement planning, and most of these are mental roadblocks, and you have to be able to push through those mental roadblocks to create your retirement plan. And we started to talk about challenge number two before the break, John. Retirement planning is intimidated, intimidating, and I don't think that I can do it. That does probably deter a lot of folks from coming in. So what's your choice? You know, it's one of those deals of, well, you know, you got to you got to keep going. If you're going to keep living, you got to have some income if you're going to retire from your job or step down from your uh, pace of, of normal work. So you've got to plan. 
if you don't plan, then there's a plan for you. Yeah. And, and that plan might include you running out of money while you're still alive and kicking. And so the, the, you can't be intimidated by what you don't know. And I think that's where you have to seek counsel. You have to sit down and calmly go, okay, so let's, let's just walk through this step by step. I think this goes back to Troy and uh, you know, preparing for a wedding, you know, that it doesn't have to be intimidating if you've got a group of people working with you. And, and Troy, what you don't know yet is that while when this all comes together, you're probably going to have a wedding planner, but then you're going to have a person who does the food. You're going to have a person who does the music, you know, all of these different people coming together to make this one event happen. It's very much the same experience that people get here at Genwell. It's not just one advisor. It's a team of people. If you need insurance to be addressed, we've got an insurance specialist. If you, you know, whatever the area is that needs to be addressed. And I think that's something that's very unique about GenWealth that if you, if you don't look below the surface and really see who we are, that a lot of people would miss because it's not just come in and sit down with one advisor and that's the only person you really work with. You are getting the experience of a team of people here. Well, and I think that that oftentimes when you sit down and meet with an advisor at GenWealth, you just think about the, the, the lead advisor that you're working with. And there's so many disciplines that are effective in in what we right. do. Uh, and and that's a bit of a unique process here at GenWealth, uh, not, not totally unique across the country because there are a lot of large firms that have specialists involved. But in the most, for the vast majority of the financial services industry, there's a guy. And that yeah. guy is, is, you know, your guy. And if something happens to that guy, then what? Mm-hmm. Uh, you go have to find another guy. And then when you find another guy, then everything changes. And that might be expensive to you. And it might actually be a complete swerve from where you were going before. And so it's very, very difficult. But, but Troy, it really does give us here at GenWealth a lot of comfort of knowing that we've got a number of sets of eyes looking at a plan. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say is I don't think I've ever put together a plan for a client you know, here at GenWealth that somebody else, some other advisor has not helped on or reviewed that plan just to right. make sure that nothing's you know falling through the cracks. I would also say, too, if you're thinking about maybe it's intimidating because you just don't think you're going to understand it. You don't want to be rushed into decisions that are this important. Let me throw this out there. We've talked a lot about the initial appointment at GenWealth, that it's complimentary. It takes a couple of hours. But that is just the beginning of the ready-to-retire process. And I think it's important to point out that there'll be at least two. And I think it's very common in the ready-to-retire process for there to be three appointments with an advisor or team of advisors before we get to the point where you understand the plan, you understand all the investment components to the plan, and you're ready to move forward. And I would even say this earlier this week, I finished a fourth appointment. Now, it wasn't really because they needed to fully understand. They needed four appointments to fully understand. It was some of it was paperwork and logistics that moving goes with parts. moving yeah. parts mm-hmm. of the appointment. But if that's what it takes, that's what it takes. Yeah. It's, it's not a problem. For, we want you to fully understand every step of the ready to retire process. Yeah, the ready to retire process is uh, something that can be elongated. I mean, it. I have actually been working on a retirement plan for a particular client for over a year. Now, this is a wealthy client and he's, he's come into a lot of money. And so there's a lot of moving parts as we, as we like to say. You know, for a lot of people, though, we just talked about it being intimidated, and now we've thrown out that, you know, for some people, this lasts a very long time. For others, it doesn't. It just depends on where you are and what your needs are. The point is, regardless of whether it's a small number of appointments or a large number of appointments, we want you to be at a point where you're comfortable and not intimidated by your own finances by the time we get there. And and I would also extend this to longer term, not just getting a plan in place, but I just met this week with a couple. They've been my clients for years, and we're just going in and updating their plan at this point. And it's not just a review of, well, how did everything perform in the past year? That's not the point. They're closer to retirement. It is time to reevaluate the entire plan and go, okay, now what does retirement look like? Are you on track? And that's critical. If you're not getting that with your existing advisor, you need to be asking why. Number three now on our list of five big challenges to retirement planning today it's too late for me to begin retirement planning or it's too early for me to begin retirement planning. Which one do you want to start with? So let me start with my friend, Rusty. 
Okay. My friend Rusty yes. from many, many years ago, yes. uh, when I was a young financial advisor, I had, uh, you know, basically visiting with people that I knew about, you know, what was going on in their life and what have you. And, and I had a, a friend named Rusty who was a police officer and he was, uh, very kind to sit down with me as a young advisor. And, and, uh, I talked with him about investing in a Roth IRA, thought it was a great idea. He thought it was a great idea. So we set him up and, and back then the limit on a Roth IRA was $2,000 a year. So you divide that out by 12 and it came to $167 a month. Yeah. Right at $167 a month was going into his retirement plan. We started it off and he was great and I was great and everything was fine. I ran into him one day and he said, Hey, I've been meaning to call you. I need to stop my contributions to my Roth IRA. And I was like, what? Why? What? We just started six months ago. Why, why would you stop? He said, well, my CPA and I were talking and my CPA told me that I was too young to be investing for retirement. Hmm. Hmm. Now, let that sit there for a second. Obviously, the CPA did not understand the power of compound interest and the time value of money. Now, I don't know how you get a CPA designation and don't understand those two right. basic concepts, but he literally told the guy that he did not need to be saving for retirement. I'll tell you the consequence of what happens if you start too early or, you know, in quotations, too early. <laughs> you get to retirement and you have too much money. Oh, yeah. man. So, yeah. I don't know that I've ever seen that. And you get to happens. retire early, too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so my friend Rusty and I sat down and did the math and everything, and I showed him the, the error of the CPA's ways, and he said, okay, well, I'll, I'll keep contributing. And so to this day, Rusty is still putting money in his Roth IRA account. He's actually upped it because the limits have gone up, and he is building quite a nest egg for retirement simply because he understood that it's really not about when you start it is about allowing time to actually kick in and and take over and build compound interest into your plan. So if you're out of school and working, still pursuing your career, if you have any available resources that you can, after you've budgeted, as Troy mentioned earlier in this show, created a little disposable income, your savings can begin then. There's no such thing as being too early to begin retirement planning. Then what about the other side of that challenge though and this is a challenge it's too late for me to begin retirement planning well if you are far down the the road in your work life and you haven't started it is going to be a challenge there is no question about it but it is never too late to do something even a small step forward is progress to borrow a chris hogan phrase i i will go all out on a limb and say that it, this issue is probably not as prevalent as a lot of people think that it is. Uh, oftentimes, Janet, we see people who have been actively doing something for retirement and, and they go, well, it's just too late for me to do much else. Right. But in reality, when you look that they've got a little bit here and a little bit there and a little bit in several different places, they don't really realize the power of all that money when you put it together and you say, okay, well, here's what you've got to work with. You've got social security, you've got a pension, you've got this nest egg. Here's what that could look like. Yeah. Oftentimes people are really surprised by the outcome of their retirement income plan. Yeah, I, I think that the scary part is those who have truly done nothing for their retirement and they need to take the time to go, okay, what do I need to do? Where do I need to do it? How do I invest and get started? But if you've gotten started, then it's probably some tweaking and dealing with some details along the way. You probably are more on track than what you think. That is not always the case, but for many people it is. Well, I'll share some specifics with regard to what John's talking about there. I'll share, I have a client 58 years old, has a lot, came into us early this year, has a lot of credit card debt, about $200,000 in assets, wants to begin at least partially retiring at 62. Now that sounds pretty daunting, right? Yeah. Four years. But we put A, a debt snowball together that is going to yeah. totally be, he will totally be debt free if he follows the debt snowball and uh, pays all the debt off at 62 and then be able to reduce his salary obviously saving all the way, ramping up his contribution rates between now and 62, and then still being able to put money back at 62 until he's fully retired. But 58 may sound like, 
if you're behind, I can't do anything about it, but you can. Well, you just described uh, what I think is a financial madman. He is He's after it like a madman. Yes. He is after putting away money for his retirement, but simultaneously getting rid of that debt. And you actually have almost a double whammy or this, this rebound effect going on there because yeah. your requirement for income comes down as your debt comes down. And then your ability to produce income goes up as your savings go into the uh, into the account. So don't let that be a challenge to you and impediment to planning for your retirement, being too young or too old. That was challenge number three. So we've got two more to talk about. The five big challenges to retirement planning, the topic of today's Get Ready for the Future show. And we've got one more segment to do it. So stay with us. We're back for our final segment right after this. Have a financial question? Want answers? Email info at getreadyforthefuture.com with your name, your location, and your question. And we'll answer your question on the air. We've got Gen Wealth Academy workshops happening in your area. To find out more, visit our website at www.getreadyforthefuture.com slash events. Now, back to the Get Ready for the Future show. That next Gen Wealth Academy workshop happening in about a week and a half from now, July 26th at 6.30 at the Crown Plaza in Little Rock for the Mid-Year Market Outlook. LPL Research powers that presentation about an hour and a half of your time is all it takes. Dinner will be provided. It's free. A great opportunity to see the ideas and the research and the data about what's going to happen for the next six months, what could happen in the markets and the economy over the next six months, the rest of 2018, and where there might be some opportunities for investors. Mid-Year Market Outlook happens July 26th at 6.30 at the Crown Plaza in Little Rock. To sign up and join us for free, just go to GetReadyForTheFuture.com. Scott, I just realized something. Uh, I, I this is totally off the the subject here, but when I heard the "Life in the Fast Lane" bump music yeah. coming back, it reminded me, Janet, that we actually saw Joe Walsh and Glenn Fry yes. at an LPL conference thirteen years ago. Because just yesterday, Gen Wealth has been in existence for thirteen years yes. here in Central Arkansas. That's right. And you don't have any birthday cake here on the show today. Well, I, I it just totally <laughs> just got past me. We'll have birthday cake next week. How about yeah, that? Yeah. But but uh, I I do want to extend a a big thanks to all of our clients here in Central and South Arkansas and and wherever you may be. We've got clients all across the country, but uh, they have been the ones that yeah. have been the drivers of our success because without our clients we we just don't have any reason to exist yeah so it, it has been a a great 13 years we've really enjoyed working with with our teammates with our clients and for our clients and uh, we look forward to what the future brings for for the rest of the team and for our future clients as well so i know you have an exact date for the creation of gen wealth do you have an exact date of when the radio show went on the air we went on the air, if I am not mistaken, we went on the air in January of 2007. Was it right? pre-Bethany or post-Bethany? I'm not <laughs> sure. Because Bethany was born in June of 06. And it, seriously, it was either it, the January before that or the January after. I think it was post-Bethany. I think that's correct. Mistaken, I think January of 07. Yeah, we, we, uh, we did go on the air in January of, of 07. Uh, best my recollection, and and we're on one radio station now. We're on I don't know an armload of them, a, a bunch of yeah, a bunch yeah. of them out there, and and are heard all across the state of Arkansas for the most part. I know, I know we're even heard up in uh, the very northern part of the state. So mm-hmm. uh, uh, say hello to all the uh, folks up there close to Missouri. And uh, but anyway, I think that they it is a, a great time to to really uh, think about the uh, positive impact that that we've had as far as our clients are concerned and the mm-hmm. positive impact our clients have had on us. And we just want to extend a, a thank you uh, to our clients for uh, 13 years of, of great work and, and maybe, you know, another 30 yeah. or 40 more. Here's to many, many more. Five big challenges to retirement planning. That's what we're talking about today. Our first challenge, I don't know what my retirement plan is supposed to accomplish. Our second challenge, retirement planning is intimidating and I don't think I can do it. And then the last one we went over, it's too late or it's too early for me to begin retirement planning. These mental hurdles that you have to get over or mental roadblocks to move forward down the path of retirement planning. So number four 
as we begin our final segment, is building a plan takes time and money. We've kind of already talked about the time part of that, that it does, in fact, take time. But let's address, John, the, the, the challenge or the roadblock that many people don't want to get into because they think it's going to cost too much. Well, cost is relative term. I, I think that, you know, oftentimes I think about the fact that when people come to see us, they come in, in a car or a truck. They don't come on a bicycle. But a bicycle would have been the least expensive way for them to get here. But they didn't come on a bicycle because they, they didn't want to break a sweat and they didn't want to, you know, be run over by an 18-wheeler or something coming yeah. along down the highway or whatever. Uh, but they did so because it delivered them in the, in the style and in the comfort level that they wanted to be delivered to their destination. It's kind of the same analogy with a financial advisor. Yeah. Yes, it is going to cost something to come see a financial advisor. We, unfortunately, don't have the ability to work for free. Uh, we do work as inexpensively as we can to provide the plan for you. But here's the, the real arbiter. I think what it costs is irrelevant compared to the benefit that you get from an advisor. So we've talked about the, the phrase before, price is only an issue in the absence of value. Just like the vehicle analogy, you paid more than you would for, for a bicycle because you're getting more value. And we it is our goal to always deliver to you more value than what you're paying in terms of cost. Now, as far as you know, how much does it cost? That depends on what your situation and what your needs are. But we're going to be 100% transparent with you about that. But that first meeting is complimentary. So at that point, you're talking about an investment of time only. And then beyond that, you'll know how much you're talking about monetarily to be able to invest to have your plan put together personalized for you. And I think I'll go out on a limb and say that if you study financial planners across the country, the average cost of a financial plan, just the plan, not that I'm not talking about the investments. I'm talking about just the plan is somewhere north of a couple thousand dollars, maybe twenty five hundred, three thousand dollars. And complicated plans can be as much as fifteen thousand dollars. Wow. And so I can tell you that that that's not the cost structure here at GenWealth. Uh, we understand that that planning is part of it, and that is a uh, there is a cost associated with that. But we don't try to take your head off when it comes to the cost of a plan. Right. Uh, we believe that we can deliver that value and help you to invest the money in accordance with that plan, and do so at a fairly economical pace. Time for our final challenge. I'm worried an expert financial advisor may not serve my best interest. So we talked about taking time and taking money and the cost versus the value. But what about choosing a financial advisor or thinking about choosing one and being roadblocked by a worry that they may not serve your best interest? So we believe you need to choose a financial advisor that has what we call the heart of a teacher. And what that means is when you come in for that first appointment, we're not trying to sell you any products there. Scott, we're just trying to get to know you and maybe teach you a thing or two about retirement. Yeah, I think it would be uh, problematic if you walked in for that first appointment, Janet, and someone was already talking about investment products. Yeah. And they're not asking any questions about you or your specific needs, but they're just trying to... I guess monopolize the conversation would be the right. best way to notice that because really you should be asked or our role is to ask questions, answer any questions that you have and then move forward from there. You know, you even see this at our, our workshops. The The heart of a teacher is really displayed because we, we ask, what questions do you have here this evening? We welcome your questions throughout the time that we're doing any presentation on any topic. And at the end, we want to make sure that we've gotten all those questions answered. And then we ask for everybody in the room to raise their hand if they've learned something this evening. And inevitably, every hand in the room goes up because we as a team have the heart of a teacher. It's critically important to us. We, we believe that it's important for you to understand your finances better after having met with us than you did before you sat down. When I came on board uh, a little more than two years ago, all the talk out there, and it was still in the peripheral, I guess, if you weren't really looking for it in the, in the general media, but a lot of the talk was about the DOL fiduciary rule. Yeah. We're hearing a lot less 
about that now, but it does, I think, still impact people when they think about what their idea of a financial advisor should be. Yeah, I I do think it's important to understand the position from which your financial advisor is acting. So so there is a difference between an advisor and a representative. And a lot of people don't really understand the difference from the outside. It looks like you just picked a different title. There is a there's technically a difference in that an advisor has a fiduciary responsibility to you. They have the legal obligation to recommend what is in your best interest. And so when you come and sit down with an advisor at GenWealth, that's what you're going to get. We are legally obligated to recommend what we believe is in your best interest. So you don't have to worry about well, what are they going to do? It is not about selling you something. It is about recommending what is in your best interest. And sometimes that means you don't buy anything. And sometimes that means that you invest, you know, all of the investable assets that you have to implement the plan that we've looked at and prepared for you. It varies, but it's personalized for you. It's important for you to know whether the person you're working with is acting in a fiduciary capacity or not. So you should always go ahead. I was just going to say, and that's why we put the plans together first. And then depending on what that plan looks like, then we go out there in the market and define decide what products are going to make that plan work. That's right. The investments can't be decided on until your unique plan has been created. What are the functions of those products and how do they best serve you to help you reach your goals? It's tools in a toolkit, as we like to say. There's a big tool chest. I've, I've said this to people while we're in the uh, in the client appointment. I've got a tool chest back here, but I don't know whether to get a hammer or a screwdriver until we build uh, that plan. So if there's something that you've heard today as we wrap up today's show that, that you want to know a little bit more about, I want to encourage you again to write down our number, 501-653-7355. Again, it's 501-653-7355. Call us today, leave a voicemail, or a lot of people wait until Monday to get in touch with us. Someone will be here to take your call, and they'll get you to Anna Olive, our client introductory specialist, who will sit down, ask a couple of questions over the phone, make that first appointment with an advisor she feels will best uh, sit down and work with you. And that first appointment is absolutely complimentary. Two hours of your time, gather some documents, think about your retirement needs, desires, what you want out of your financial future. And a GenWealth Financial Advisor will be glad to sit down, whether it's in El Dorado, Hot Springs, Bryant, or Little Rock, and build a plan for you. I want to remind you one final time as we have a few seconds left about our mid-year market outlook. Our next GenWealth Academy workshop happens July 26th at 6.30 at the Crown Plaza in Little Rock. Sign up for free at GetReadyForTheFuture.com. That's all the time we have for this week. We'll see you again next Saturday morning. The GenWealth Financial Team is available to you 24-7 at info at GetReadyForTheFuture.com or call our offices at 844-869-PLAN. The Get Ready for the Future show is a production of GenWealth Financial Advisors and opinions expressed are not those of this radio station and are for general information only. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment and no strategy can assure success. GenWealth Financial Advisors is an Arkansas registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIP. 